Welcome to the Silver Screen Podcast. I'm Jared Boomer. And I'm Katie Ganey West. This is a podcast about movies and pop culture. And today we are talking about Space Jam, a new legacy because it's the sequel Mm. and it stars LeBron James, not Michael Jordan. And we have lots of thoughts on Space Jam, a new legacy in theaters and on HBO Max. Number one movie at the box office this past weekend, beating Black Widow, which was shocking to me. Uh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think, okay, do you think that could have something to do with streaming? Like maybe people. Yes. I think the Black Widow being on the Disney plus for 30 bucks, I think Mm -hmm. people are still maybe going there to watch it. So, okay. Okay. So yeah, I think like I'm going to tell myself that. I think if you combine that with the uh, you know the box office money with the money from the streaming for Black Widow, it probably still made more. But Space Jam mm-hmm. can say it's number one at the box office. So okay, we'll get into our thoughts on Space Jam in a few minutes. We have lots of thoughts. Um, <laughs> we have a, a few news items first, though. The first is that uh, a new trailer for Dune came out. This is supposed to come out in October. Everybody's on this. Um, Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Jason Momoa, um, Josh Brolin, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac, yeah. <laughs> Just about everybody's on this. So we yep. got a new trailer today. Didn't really show much. Um, I feel like you can't really do a ton with the Dune. Like you can't reveal too much because then it's going to give the story away. So, um, but the visuals look cool and everybody looks like they're having a fun time and the costumes are really cool and everything. So, I'm excited to see this. I think it's one of our more anticipated movies for the year. And I know I have the book. I'm going to try to read it before it comes out. We'll see if I get through that or not. Jared, I am like, listen, I'm pumped for anything Timmy is in. Count me in uh, because we're on first name, nickname basis. Uh, I keep picking up the book. I have it. I already bought a copy. Keep putting it down. Pick it up, put it down. Like haven't even started it. I just look at it and I think this looks daunting, not only because it's so many pages, but also it's sci-fi, which I think we all know. If anyone's listened to more than three episodes of this podcast, you know sci-fi is not my thing. But Jared, I am going to try my darndest to read it in time. Yeah, it's a very long book. So we'll, yeah. we'll see how that goes. We'll see if we'll get through Dune before... Uh, the movie comes out in October. Yeah, but the movie the movie looks awesome. I'm extremely excited for Dune and I'm extremely excited for James Bond. Both come out in October. Uh, that reminds me, I got to make a note in my phone. James Bond. I got to get James on Bond it. Movies. I got to watch the movies. Okay. <laughs> Thank also, you for the news. <laughs> today, Jordan Peele announced his next movie. It is called Nope. It will be out July of 2022. In fact, basically a year from today. Yeah, a year from today when we're recording this. So July 22nd of next year. Daniel Kaluuya is back uh, in this one. Kiki Palmer and Steven Yeun. Those are the three main wow. people for I just saw uh, Jordan Steven, Peele's new movie. <laughs> Steven Yeun is going to be in something. It was a trailer. And he was in this movie, Space, for three minutes. Yeah, but no, but he was... We were watching... Maybe it was this movie. Maybe it was this movie. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, I just saw Steven Yeun, but I thought it was a trailer, but I think it was this movie. It was Space Jam and Legacy. Wish we could edit that out, but it's fine. It's fine. We all have those moments. Yes. So that should be good coming out a year from uh, today. So 
I mean, it's a Jordan. We have that movie Candyman, which is coming out later this year. Yes. That Jordan Peele is involved with, but he's not like directing that one. So this next, this Nope movie is the next thing that he's going to direct, basically. So that should be uh, that should be cool. I like Jordan Peele's horror movies. They're scary, but they're done so in a way that doesn't just solely rely on like jump scares and stuff like that. And very interesting for a guy that did comedy with Keegan Michael Key for so long. And that was kind right. of what he was known for to switch to horror. And then people were like, wow, his first horror movie is good. And then his second horror movie is good too. So yeah. I guess this is what I this guy wants to do. <laughs> he's pretty much a quadruple threat. And I, I will, I think I will watch anything he puts out. So yeah, I'm excited. So uh, we have no corrections this week, so we'll move past that and go into recommendations. You have a few recommendations for this week. Yes, just a couple. Um, I read two really surprising great books this last week or so. I read Outlawed by Anna North. It was I know it was a book of the month pick a long time ago, but I know it was also a Reese Witherspoon book pick. I don't know if they're making it into a movie or anything, but it was a Western-themed book. And it was about outlaws, women who were outlaws. I didn't even know that. I don't even think I read the book jacket. I just thought, I've heard this is good. I might as well read it. And it was a short book. I got it from the library. It was so surprising in the best way. Like, I I don't, it's not even that I hate Westerns. I just have no interest in Westerns. Western films, Western, like any kind of music or just really anything to do with that is just not my type of thing. Um, but I don't hate it. I just never think about it. Um, so I was pleasantly surprised by this, this book and it was about, um, especially about the 1700s, I believe, I think it was like late 1700s, early 1800s. I could be wrong and it could be the late 1800s, but either way, women were being treated horribly. And if you couldn't have children, they basically called you a witch. Like the word witch came up multiple times in this book. So it was like that kind of deal. And This woman was raised to be a midwife and help deliver babies and really cared about that and had a passion for that. But she turned out to be barren, I think. And they never fully say that, but she never gets pregnant with her husband. So anyway, it was really good. um, But they instead of getting murdered, they people can run away and become outlaws. And so that's what she does. But it was a really good book. Again, that was Outlawed by Anna North. And then. The other book I read, my friend Kylie recommended this to me. Shout out to Kylie. She's a bookstagrammer, big deal on Instagram. And she recommended it. It's called Ghosting a Love Story by Tosh Skelton. So the thing about this too, I I don't know both their names. So I'm sorry. I did not look that up. Also, I think one was harder to pronounce. I don't want to embarrass myself. But Tosh Skelton is actually a combination of two authors. There were co-authors for this book. Um, But it's totally a romantic comedy. And it's about uh, an ghost writers like that you get for movies and books and things. People oh, okay. who, yeah, yep. who write, yeah, but they do it for dating apps. So oh. you can hire someone, you can hire someone to like write your profile or communicate with your crush for a while until you get their interest because you're too nervous or whatever. It was like a, it was a brilliant, very modern idea. Um, but it was an adorable book and I flew through it. I think I read it in like 24 or 30 hours and so cute. Again, I got it from the library and that was ghosted ghosting. Hold on. Let me look again. Ghosting a love story by Tash Skelton. And then just an FYI, I raved about promising a woman earlier this year. I was just talking to my good friend, Amanda about it last week. Um, and I bought it on Blu-ray. I can't believe I did not realize it came out on Blu-ray already, but I, I know 
we talked about it and not everything about it is positive, obviously, but it's a movie I could definitely watch over and over. And I am so happy that I now own that. And that's the first movie I've bought in a in probably like two or three years. Yeah, I haven't bought a movie in a while, honestly, unless mm-hmm. it's like in the, you know, you go to Walmart or whatever. It's in the three dollar right. bin. You're like, oh, right. yeah, this was good. I'll get this for. But I haven't like paid 20 bucks for a movie on, yes, you know, yeah. Blu-ray, and I, DVD I in a while. <laughs> For a Blu-ray. So I, yeah. And I think it was, I mean, I got the discount at Target, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I don't have too many recommends. I started watching Loki on Disney Plus. I did the first two episodes. It's good so far. And I think they really have something going with these Marvel shows after WandaVision. And now I didn't watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I heard that one wasn't as good. And I don't really care for either of those characters too much whereas Loki and Tom Hiddleston interest me a little bit more so it's only six episodes but the first two have been good I got four Mm -hmm. more to cruise through so that's what I've kind of been watching so good I heard Arjun said he liked the end of it okay Um, good to know I have not watched any of the TV shows but obviously I have gained more of an interest in Marvel I did want to tell you, Jared, that you know those um, Funko Pops, those like yeah. heads that, okay. I have a few of those. Well, so I didn't, I did not have any, but then somebody told me about them. But this week, Arjun sent me a link and it was Murder, She Wrote. It's Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> and I was like, I must have this. But it was $30 on Amazon. I was like, you know, it's not like I couldn't pay that, but I refuse. But then he found it on another website for $10. Okay. But then my boss has RBG in her office. And I was like, well, those are the two women that I would want on my desk at work. Like Jessica Fletcher, because she could check out what's going in the office after work hours, you know, make sure people aren't up to anything nefarious. And then RBG can just keep everybody in line and keep me on task and help me be like a boss, you know? So anyway, we've ordered those. Um, We found them, you know, cheaper on a different website. But Arjun ordered, get this, Vin Diesel. Oh boy. It is a whatever Toretto. What is his first name? Dominic Toretto. Oh, it is Dom. Okay. Dominic Toretto. He is coming to the office as well. So just, I think that very much fits in with our personalities. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I have a couple. I have uh, Conan. I have Mr. Rogers. So cute. I have uh, Woody from Toy Story. Somebody got me that. Oh my gosh. And I have two more. I have. 11 from Stranger Things, and I can't. I think I have one more. I can't remember what it is. It might be oh. uh, Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. I can't remember. Oh, I bet. <laughs> you know what I just fig- I thought? I wonder if they have a Tom Hanks one. You know, I don't know, but they might have they a have Tom him, Hanks movie character one. They have him as Mr. Rogers. <laughs> That's so cute. There you go. Get that one. They so. also, oh my gosh, they also have him as um, the big character and castaway character. Okay. And. Castaway, Chuck Noland. Oh my gosh, this is so cute. Well, I might get more for this collection that I'm starting, but I just wanted to share that with everyone. Katie discovering all the Funko Pops now and how there's just, <laughs> they make them of everything and everybody. I would so. really love Woody. That's such a cute idea. I love Woody so much. And that's his voice. Yeah. Yep. So you could get that one. So yeah, I'll think about it. Yeah. Okay. So that's basically recommends and news. And now we'll move into our thoughts on Space Jam, a new legacy. Oh, uh, spoil- well, you've all been waiting for. Spoilers coming. It's, there's not much to spoiler. Uh, LeBron's team wins. Shocker. So I think the here only real spoiler here is prepare yourself, cats. There's a new rival in town. And it is yeah, Space and Jam, Space a, new Jam a new legacy. legacy. 
Yeah. yeah. So look out. Released July 16th on streaming HBO Max and in theaters. Rated PG for some language and some cartoon violence between the Looney Tunes. An hour and 55 minutes. Why is it? Why is it so long? Uh, IMDb <laughs> 4.3 out of 10. 4.3 on IMDb. You know, it's bad yeah. if anything on IMDb gets generous. below like a seven or a six. That's generous. Yeah, 4.3 is uh, a lot critics 32 percent on rotten tomatoes audience 81 percent. audiences i guess are liking it on rotten tomatoes but not imdb so interesting there i guess for kids kids would like this movie i don't have any kids katie doesn't have kids yet either so we don't have kids that like we could show this to or have watch it um so this is our just our opinions as as adults so young adults so actually the child opinion um carries into a lot of my likes and dislikes today okay so good to know more on that soon okay uh box office wise 31 million dollars domestically 53 million dollars worldwide it's done fairly well that again that's just after one weekend so i think that'll do pretty decently overall in the theaters synopsis a rogue artificial intelligence who's played by don Cheadle, kidnaps the son of famed basketball player lebron james who then has to work with bugs bunny to win a basketball game it's basically very similar to the plot of the first Space Jam with Michael Jordan. They didn't have artificial intelligence in that one, but, um, you know, Michael Jordan has to win a, a basketball game with the Looney right. Tunes. So same thing happening here. We have some critics reviews. First up, James Berardinelli of Real Missed Views, him. who we still need to get on the show. We need to I find know. a way to reach out to him and just say, we read your reviews all the time. We just like wanted to talk to you. I think. I think we just went through like a three or four episode stretch where we didn't, but I had to bring him back. Plus, I loved what he had to say about this film. He's back on this one. He said, it doesn't <laughs> take long before a new legacy feels more like a two hour commercial for the entire Warner Brothers catalog than a movie in its own right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That would be, uh, I would agree with that. Next up, we have Peter Travers of ABC News who says, critics will pick on this sequel. It's what we do when an alleged creative enterprise turns into a corporate ad campaign. Expect no grumbles from the under 13 crowd eager to eyeball LeBron James jamming in cyberspace with cartoon royalty. Uh, royal. I, yeah, royalty. I mean, yeah. that is, to me, a perfect critic quote because he's exactly right. Kids are going to have a very different opinion than you and I will. And yeah. everyone of that generation is going to be like, oh, my gosh, LeBron is so cool because LeBron is the Michael Jordan of their time. Yeah. And I don't know. I would even say younger than under 13. I would say like well, under yes. under 10, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Teenagers yeah. or, you know, maybe not liking this as much. So uh, Richard Roper of the Chicago Sun-Times. This is a, this this review has been going around <laughs> the Internet kind of this week as like, <laughs> though. Yeah, a little bit. I laughed so hard when this, I read it. This, I think I laughed out loud when I read this it. This one-liner. He said, I've never seen anything like it. I also hope to never see anything like it again, and I wish I could unsee what I have seen. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, I don't want this movie ever again. You, I wish Richard. I could erase it from my brain, but I can't. Richard, we all do. I want, I want that hour and 55 minutes back. Me too. I could have done something way more productive with that instead of watch for Space sure. Jam, A New Legacy. But you know what? I did and we did Here for, we for the podcast. to this podcast. This is directed by Malcolm D. Lee. This movie had some issues with 
directors, basically. Um, oh. It had a lot of issues in development. Of course, Space Jam sequels have been planned for a while. Uh, Justin Lin was supposed to direct this initially, who directed some of the Fast and Furious movies. Um, then Kobe Bryant was maybe going to direct it at one point. And then uh, Justin Lin left. And then Ryan Coogler was brought on, who's directed Black Panther, as a producer. And then they, he helped to rewrite the script. And then they finally began filming with, um, you know, Ter- Terrence Nance was also supposed to direct this. And then he left. And then Malcolm D. Lee was his replacement. So, Jared, you know so much. I mean, that's from the Wikipedia page, but I knew that there was some issues with um, directors for this movie. So I wanted to make sure I got all my facts straight before I just spout them out there. But yeah, this went through a lot of um, different people, directors, writers, and you can tell. You can you can definitely tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie movie though is directed by malcolm dealey who did girls trip which you may have seen also the best man holiday undercover brother and the best man and next up he's directing a couple tv series and the movie the best man wedding so i did not see girls trip have you watched that no but i'm kind of interested in it i've heard very good things about it um and it seems like people did really enjoy that movie that came out a couple of years ago tiffany haddish is in that so yeah i heard really good things yeah i've never seen it but i've heard it's it's supposed to be pretty good good comedy so so we'll take a quick break here on the silver screen podcast and then come back and talk about the cast and our likes and dislikes for space jam a new legacy and we're back here on the silver screen podcast talking about space jam a new legacy there's a lot of uh, characters in this movie, but not really too many people that we focus on. Obviously, we have the Looney Tunes. We're not going to go through them. Um, but the main the main human in the movie is NBA basketball player LeBron James. Exactly right, Jared. LeBron James plays himself. I did want to bring up a quick, I wasn't sure where to insert this, but a quick Ohio connection. So LeBron James is from Akron, Ohio. I think a lot of people know that. But how bizarre that the last three movies we've seen have had an Ohio connection. And I'm only saying that because I didn't realize that until I was watching it. And I am in Ohio now. Um, Black Widow, that's where they live before they go back, you know, to they all separate and whatever. And then in F9, that's also where Toretto and his family are before they go back into action. Did you notice this? I did not. No, but I guess it makes sense since you live in the state. So. Well, they also, I know that the movies too either said specifically said Ohio or they had a sign or they had like one of those like title things across the screen that say where they're at. So I just thought what a weird coincidence that the last three movies all take place or have some kind of connection to Ohio. I'm surprised Dom didn't give a big speech about that in F9. Like, right. When you live in Ohio, your family. Yeah. We're in Columbus. We're not doing any more jobs. We're done. (laughs) We're settled down. Me and Letty, we got a family now in Ohio. Oh, gosh. Wow, <laughs> Letty. Whatever. That's for another, the next F9 or the next Fast and Furious episode. Yeah. Um, now, you might be surprised to hear this, Jared. LeBron is not a classically trained actor. What? Yeah, I know. 
He is actually a professional basketball player. If you all have not heard about him, he is considered one of the best of all time. Um, He is originally from Akron, like I mentioned, and he currently plays in the NBA for the Los Angeles Lakers. You might have heard jokes about that in the movie because he was Cleveland Cavaliers and then he went down to Florida, played the Miami Heat. They they acted like those jokes were so funny. They were so funny and brand new. I'd never heard any of that (laughs) stuff before. Now, he has had small roles in Trainwreck, roles, yeah, sorry, I thought I said that wrong, roles in Trainwreck and an episode of Entourage. He's done other cameo appearances, too, but he does have quite a few producing credits, which I thought was impressive. And next up, he will produce a movie called Hustle, House Party, and Friday the 13th. Very nice. I would say his best acting role is definitely Trainwreck by far. Um, yes. And then he also does The Shop on HBO. I don't know if you've watched that oh, at all. No, I haven't, it's but that was listed. basically where they all, it's just uh, different athletes on every episode. There's not too many episodes, but LeBron's oh. normally on every one, um, if if not all of them. Uh, but they sit in a barber shop and they just talk about stuff. Uh, so it's kind of wow. interesting. If you like sports, uh, you know, Barack Obama was on one. Um, Patrick Mahomes was on one. Will Smith was on one. So they just have various people, celebrities, athletes come and just chat about different things. So, but that's well, a, him. He like that. created that, produced it, whatever. So, yeah. Next up, we have Don Cheadle. <gasps> mm. I love Don Cheadle. I don't know that this would surprise anybody, but when I think of the term swag, like somebody has swag, a lot of people say like Barack Obama has it. Yeah, he does. But the person I think of when I hear that someone has like a swagger, I'm sorry, I should have said swagger, not swag. Swagger is Don Cheadle. It's the way he walks, the way he talks, everything. I don't, I don't even know. He's just very cool. And Don Cheadle we, is an actor, we will say. so. Yes, he is, he is actually a very, very talented yes. actor and well-respected <laughs> actor. He is originally from Kansas City, Missouri. I thought that was cool because my sister-in-law is from there. Um, he is best known for Crash, Hotel Rwanda, The Guard, Traitor, and the show House of Lies. He's been nominated for one Best Acting Oscar for Hotel Rwanda in 2005 horribly depressing movie also crash was depressing as well but both excellent movies um next up you can see him in the remake of the tv show the wonder years and movies black stallion and white noise and depending on what movie we do next week we might get a don Cheadle double shot because he's Uh in no sudden move which we might talk about next week so yes double don Cheadle. I, am, I, I forgot to say his character's name. It's Al G Rhythm. It's a play on words because it's supposed to be like algorithm. <laughs> algorithm. <laughs> uh-huh, hilarious. This movie just keeps the jokes coming. <laughs> At least Don Unless... Cheadle looked like he was having fun, though. So... He was, and he looked so good. <laughs> so good. That man is aging well. I don't know what he's eating, working out. Mm. Something. Yeah. Um, then we also have Cedric Jones. He plays Dom James, second movie in a row where a character is named Dom. He is 13 years old and already has seven acting credits, including Loving Him, Good Trouble, and an episode on Modern Family. Next up, I was so sad when I read this. He is going to play Emmett Till in a TV series called Women of the Movement. I hope everybody that listens to this knows who Emmett Till was. Um, but it's a horribly tragic story that features prominently in the history books for its horribly over racist 
um, interactions. But most of the people, if not all that were involved then have died. But anyway, I am sure he will do an excellent job in that. And I think that that's important for people's education to know about Emmett Till. Um, That was something we actually learned about in school. So good job. Yes. Um, But he'll do a great job, I'm sure. And also, I wanted to mention there's again, Jared was right. There's all the Looney Tunes and stuff. So people voice those characters. But I'm just going to tell you the other people that were like the most prominent characters next to LeBron. Um, Chris Davis, Sinequa Martin-Green, and Stephen Cancoli. So all very good. That's they play with like the other son, the wife of LeBron, etc. Yes. So there we go. That's the cast for Space Jam, A New Legacy. Let's talk about our likes. This is not going to take long. Uh, it's going to be a short list. Does some of the jokes were funny. The funniest joke, at least for me... This okay. is a little bit of a spoiler was when they they're in the locker room and they said, we got Michael Jordan to come back and be yes. on the team and out walks Michael B. Jordan, which I thought Ooh, was yum. the old. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hello. have. Hello. I was like, hello, this movie is saved. I mean, also, I'm Plus sorry. Plus 10 points. <laughs> I'm sorry. Side sidebar. LeBron is very attractive, mm-hmm. but he is not in, on my radar. He's not like Michael B. Jordan attractive. He is attractive, but not the same. Yeah, so that was the fun. I thought the funniest joke for me was when they brought when Michael yes. B. Jordan came out, and they were able to poke some fun at him for a minute. Like that was that was the highlight of of the that movie. That was funny. Although I saw that coming. Like when they yeah. were really talking up Michael Jordan's coming out, I was like, okay, it's not going to be Michael. I was like Jordan. I know Michael Jordan is not in this. Yes, and then. Um, I would say, so for me, the jokes I actually did find funny, it was the three characters, Granny, Tweety, and Bugs. Bugs was always one of my favorite Looney Tunes, and Tweety. I had a huge obsession with Tweety. Whenever I went to like a carnival and you could win a stuffed animal, I always got Tweety Bird. Um, But the Granny in the scene where she's like, she's in the Matrix, that was so funny to me. I don't even know. And everything, too, about how she was going to use, I think it was a walker when she was trying to shoot a basketball, but then she like hit Don Cheadle's character or whatever in the face and she was able to score the goal. I don't know. I just thought everything she said, it was a zinger. It was so funny. Good timing. Tweety's just adorable. I just found the Looney Tunes to be very funny. And they, to me, were the only thing that hadn't changed. They were just as funny. The jokes were the same kinds of jokes they told growing up. So I thought they were consistent and that was a credit to the film. Yeah, they all had their same personalities that you've like come to like Bugs was Bugs, Daffy was Daffy, you know, that you've come to know kind of their characters and they kept that for this movie. So that is a positive. So uh, the soundtrack was a like for you. I thought the soundtrack was not very memorable for this movie. The music was fun, but it, like the first Space Jam has the song Space Jam, which is like an iconic song from that movie. And this one yeah, really doesn't I- have an iconic song. Okay, the I, the soundtrack I put on there because I was trying to think of things to like about this film. <laughs> it's not like I was not overly impressed with the soundtrack. I thought they got a lot of good, talented, current, popular yeah. people to sing the songs. Yeah, that is true. Like, there's a lot yeah. of artists that you would Jonas know. Jonas Brothers. G-Eazy, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few others that were included. Yeah, so. I mean... Yeah, it is what it is. The heavy hitters. Yeah. Okay. The heavy hitters. Uh, before we move on to dislikes, I'm going to read. I took notes during the movie. so. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, also, I forgot to mention Zendaya does voice Lola oh, yeah. Bunny's character. Yep. I probably should have said that because she is. Shout out Zendaya. Yeah, get that Shout check out. for this movie. So I mean, 
Ooh, the last things we've reviewed from her are Malcolm and Marie and this. And this. But she so, has Dune and Spider-Man Dune, coming, so yeah, hopefully so that'll get her back on the right she'll track. She'll probably turn it around by the end of 2021 for us. <laughs> yes. Okay, so here's some of the things I just wrote down while I was watching this movie before we move on to uh, dislikes. First thing, why do LeBron James's kids need to go to basketball camp? They are the sons of the best basketball player huh. in the NBA. Why would they need to go to a camp for basketball? It's a good... Do you know what surprised me that shouldn't have surprised me? That the kids playing as kids are not his kids. Yes. I don't know why. It was weird to me that they, the first thing right off the bat, you see the LeBron, you see the James residence. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, cushy place to live, but this all makes sense. Beautiful basketball court. And then the kids aren't his kids and the wife isn't his wife. And the reason I say that, this is a major diss. I'm throwing some shade here. Um, I thought... I'm sure somebody would say, well, you need actors to do that. And I'm like, well, you didn't get actors to do the rest of the movie, except for Don Cheadle. So I don't know why you were like, you know what? I The buck stops at the kids. We have to have actors have to have a for good the kids. Kid. Yeah. Right. Yep. So that was one thing I thought of. Um, I also wrote down Stephen Yoon, get that check son for his three minutes that he was in the movie. <laughs> yes. The three minutes I forgot about that that's where I saw him, but that yeah. is definitely where I saw him. I wrote yes. down uh, just like, Fast and Furious, it's all about family. Um, kids love Austin Powers and Casablanca, so really great to throw those in there as oh my gosh, places yeah, they go back to. <laughs> if you are not obsessed with movies like the two of us, who was going to know both of those references? Yeah, yep. Come on. Uh, also, I wrote down his wife can only track his phone when he tweets, question mark, because like there's a they, they're trying to figure out where he is. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, dad just tweeted. And she's like, oh, I can track him on my phone. Right. And I'm I like, did. you can only do that with the, when he tweets. <laughs> now, I did love whoever the woman that like I loved the character of his wife. Yes. So, that's one kudos. Also, um, I wrote down family again. Um, I said LeBron didn't even do the chalk toss before the game. Like his signature thing that he does in the NBA, he didn't do that. Oh, Jared, in, I don't know things like that. In Space Jam, I was a little disappointed. I also mm-hmm. said one minute and ten seconds, or one hour, ten minutes, and twenty seconds into the movie, LeBron finally starts playing basketball. It took that oh. long. That okay. long. The movie's an hour and fifty-five minutes. Over an hour in, we finally. I mean, he kind of played in that first scene at the James residence with the actors. Yes. And then after that, it was, but that, I didn't count that. I was like, when are we going to get to the basketball game? There was no practicing like there was in the original Space Jam. Yes. I also said, um, this is just my decision. Tweety Bird and Granny would never get the start over Tasmanian Devil and the Roadrunner. Okay, so but I, that was those are my picks. Okay. So I was that was a great choice. For I chalked me. that up that to Daffy being a bad me. coach, but you know, maybe that was like, just me. On my team, that is who would start. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And then Bugs mm-hmm. obviously gets a start because he's Bugs. Well, so. I mean, yeah. yeah. And then your other two are just kind of toss ups. Also, I said uh Bobby Knight chair throw reference. Kids definitely <laughs> get that. So <laughs> Because for five seconds, Don Cheadle wears a wet red sweater and throws a chair. So if you're from Indiana, though, you yeah. know what's up. So those are my thoughts before we move on. Beautiful. Those are just my stream of consciousness thoughts before we move on to dislikes. Beautiful. The the acting in this movie is not good. LeBron James no, is not. Uh, no, I use the word appalling. Yeah, it's well, offensive. It's bad. Now I will say LeBron not an actor for his 
chosen profession, which is fine. Neither was Michael Jordan in the first Space Jam. Right. But LeBron has been de- like in Trainwreck. He's decent. He's funny in that movie. Yeah, he's, he's charismatic. Charming. He's a yeah. charismatic person. Yeah. He can. And there's like no charisma coming from him in this movie, and he is a very like off the court and just videos you see of him. He is a very you know charismatic what? person. I totally agree with you on that because I think in other movies. He actually was like funny and natural. And this, I felt like he was like, oh, now I have to act in air quotes and yeah. something changed. Yep. Yeah. Whereas like Trainwreck, he's just a side character for like Bill Hader and Amy Schumer. And that right. like works out great because they just cut to him and mm-hmm. have jokes. Also, the fact that Bill Hader is friends with LeBron James, that creates a funny just like storyline right there. So because LeBron right. plays himself in that movie. Something so. is off there. Right. <laughs> So the acting is not good in this movie. Uh, I would have wished they would have had more NBA players in the movie. I was assuming we were going to get more. (laughs) I actually thought, I don't know why I thought this, but I thought Charles Barkley was going to be in this. Like in the second one? Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was going to like make an appearance or be a side character. I don't know if I heard that somewhere or if that was just a dream I had. I don't know. He is in the first one. So I know I love Charles Barkley, but the NBA players they got were Damian Lillard, who is uh, pretty well known. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Davis, who plays with LeBron on yep. the Lakers. Diana Super. Taurasi. Um, was that it? Just those three? So, Are I you think... naming the women too? Yeah, Diana Taurasi. And was no, there I was one more? Sue Bird was in oh, there Sue too. Oh, Sue Bird, yes. Yep, yeah. okay, yeah. So maybe four. Four total uh, yeah, NBA and WNBA four. players in the and whole Michael movie. And Michael B. Jordan, just to have a cameo <laughs> from a real actor. Yes. So I just thought I they needed that. more. Don Cheadle was in it. I'm just... Harping on the others. I just think they needed just more basketball players in it. So it would have been cool to just see more cameos from like okay. Steph Curry, maybe, or, you know, somebody that's, you know, Kevin Durant. I don't know who you would get in here, but mm-hmm. just some people to come and do a couple lines. Scotty and... Pippen. Sure. Have Scotty be in Let's it. Let's get some throwbacks up in here. Dennis Rodman. Reggie you know? Miller. <laughs> Throw him in there. So, um, the, th- another dislike it's it's way too long. The first space. <laughs> I said I said specifically it was an hour and twenty minutes too long because it was an hour and fifty five, and I was like, yeah, we didn't even need we didn't need an hour and twenty minutes to this plot. It's no, so we could have like had the movie start. LeBron right. goes and gets the Looney Tunes. That's ten minutes, and right? then like Don Cheadle like, kidnaps kidnaps LeBron's son, and yep. then we have the basketball game, and we're out of there in like a cool 40 minutes. Yeah, It's a good it's a good 30-minute TV show on Netflix. Is what yes. this should, I'm serious. That's what this should have been. I'm so mad. It's, it's just so long. The first Space Jam is like 80, 85, 90 minutes, something but like that. it's so good. Yeah. It was so interesting. I think well, I would watch it today. It's also 40 minutes shorter. Would, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not only would like nostalgia be going crazy if I was watching it today, but also like it was really good. The plot was good. The characters were great. It was funny. It made sense. It was a good blend of cartoons and reality. It was so funny. Also, I think when that movie came out, part of the cool factor of it was one, obviously Michael Jordan, but two, like, oh, Michael Jordan is doing stuff with the Looney Tunes. So, like yes, nowadays, nowadays we don't think of that as much because no. like we have so many computer animated and animated movies in general. But like back in the nineties when that was when that came out, it was like, oh, this is gonna be cool. Like it's gonna be animated and live action at the same time. Like that. Right. And that's just gone for this one because there's been so many I mean, technology has advanced so far that it's not really impressive to us anymore. So right. 
another dislike Warner Brothers decided to use this movie to uh, show you everything that they've ever made in the history of their company as a movie the, company. Everything. So everything we, they've ever done. We've had we had LeBron in a Harry Potter robe. We had LeBron, like you said, to the going to the Matrix, Casablanca. Oh we have an Austin Powers yeah. reference. We have the clown from It is at the game, Pennywise. Freaked, freaked I don't know out. why he was in this. It's also a PG movie. Like kids don't want to see that. <laughs> Who's gonna know Pennywise? We had like Who things. Yeah. Why would they know freaking Austin Powers? Exactly. So and like, there's other references in here. I mean, they go to like DC World and try to pick up Superman, which he should have been on the team because they would have had the victory no problem. So, mm -hmm. uh, but just like the fact that they decided they were going to just throw everything in here was really annoying. And you think of like Ready Player One, which does that, but better. And there's like some other movies <laughs> that have done it, but it's like okay, that's kind of fun. This was just very much like. You know, hey, see all the stuff we have. We're still a legitimate company. Yes, <laughs> I like. I also, I don't care. I didn't come to see. I didn't want to watch this movie anyway. But like, I certainly am not going to watch this movie. To like, I I don't watch any movie and go like, did Paramount do this? Did did oh, MGM do this? Is this like, a Universal movie? This? The only company yeah. that has that clout is Disney, Disney, and that's mainly because Disney is associated with family friendly. They've built that connection so deeply that when right. people see a Disney logo, they think, "Oh, this is probably going to be okay for my kids to watch." But the other right. companies, I you could have cared less if this is a Warner Brothers or a Universal or a Columbia or you know 20th Century yeah. Fox. Who who cares? I mean, bottom line for me, we. Did not need this movie at all. Oh, and I said this would come up. I should have brought this up. My my main issue with this, I I think besides just the it was horrible, the acting was bad, the plot was bad, whatever, is that I'm not a I'm not an underage. I'm not like twelve or under. So I do think if I had children right now, or if I was a child, this would have appealed a lot more to me. And I get that. But as someone who is like trying to do a movie podcast and I'm 32 years old, I just have to say like this movie was terrible. I don't have kids. I'm glad I don't have kids yet. I don't want them to see this. It was so bad. It was a waste of time. I did not like it. Yeah. And the the plot was just so like you can see it coming from a mile away. Like LeBron's like, yes. no, son, you have to go to basketball camp. you got to learn how to play basketball like your father, right. which is bad parenting because like kids don't have to do the same things you're interested in um and then at the end of the movie what do you know he gets to go to video game design camp and yeah check out dad totally switched so also right. i thought of the dynamic of like okay you have to ask lebron james if you can go to video game design. like the man has millions upon millions of dollars i'm sure he I wouldn't mean, like the financial aspect was not an issue so that didn't <laughs> That actually didn't bother me because I don't think kids are walking around. Even rich kids are usually walking around with That's credit true. cards or anything. But what did bother me was at the end, his dad dropped him off at the camp, like surprised him. And then yeah. the kid just walked on in. I was like, no, there would for sure be a registration and ID. <laughs> you have to pay right now. Like, there's no way they would just be like, welcome. Take this $1,400 class and hopefully your parents do honor that and pay the bill at the end. Yeah, exactly. That's not so, how that works. No. It does not. So I was trying to look up uh, all the characters that were in Space Jam 2, but I couldn't find the list of all the uh, all the uh, cameos of all the Warner Brothers characters that are in this because there's mm. quite a lot. I don't we didn't need did not need that many. So 
at all. So, okay. That's our thoughts on, on space jam and algae yes. rhythm. So your boy, <laughs> Don Cheadle. So, Love. wow. What a movie. This is definitely the wildest movie we've watched this year for sure. So <laughs> not, yeah. not even close. This is crazy. So, okay. A grade for space jam. I guess I'll go first. Um, I'm eager to hear. It's going to be low. I don't think it's going to be as low as cats because I do like LeBron. I like basketball. Wow. I appreciate it's a little bit better made than cats. My biggest complaint is this just all the Warner brothers crap, but cats was just a bad movie overall like in every way so i'm gonna give this uh 30 33 so we're very close okay not my lowest definitely not the highest by any means but it has some you know the the michael b jordan thing some of that's fun when they get to the actual basketball game that's kind of fun to watch for the last 15 minutes but that's come so late in the movie that at that point you don't care anymore right (laughs) So. Well, I am giving this a 40, not my okay. little score either. I just thought the plot was so simple. You could see it a mile away. I don't have kids. I can't relate to this film anymore. The original was so good to me. I think there was no need for a second. Um, the Warner Brothers, like, porn, like, that was just too much for me. Get over yourselves. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, if I wanted that, I would go to a Warner Brothers museum, which I would never pay to go see so that I could, you know, I can't say never, but I'm saying not high on my priority list. So that, that was just too much for me. Get over yourselves. Warner brothers. Yeah. Horrible movie. Yeah. We had characters in this from, um, gremlins, clockwork, orange, Beetlejuice, Yogi bear, boo, boo, Scooby-Doo, wizard of Oz, Rick and Morty, uh, game of Thrones, all things that kids definitely watch. So, you know, and are relevant. Half those things are not even relevant anymore. So, yeah. Okay, there we go. That's our spots on Space Jam A New Legacy. If you have kids, maybe check it out. They might like it. They might enjoy it. But there's better kids movies out there. I mean, we just talked about The Mitchells versus The Machines like a month or two ago, and that is exponentially better kids movie than this ever will be. So so I'd suggest if you have two hours to watch that instead of this, if you're in the mood for a kids movie. So, okay, that's our thoughts on Space Jam. You can find the Silver Screen Podcast on social media, Podcast Silver, on Instagram and Twitter. Search the Silver Screen Podcast on Facebook. You can find us there. Be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to the show. That really helps us out. And then on our next episode, we'll be talking about No Sudden Move, the new movie that is also on HBO Max, directed by Steven Soderbergh, starring Don Cheadle, John Hamm, Brendan Fraser, Lots of people Del Toro. Yeah, uh, David Harbour. So John Hampson it. Yeah, I said that. <laughs> oh, sorry. You were just okay. thinking about how you're excited to see John Hamm. So not no, he's not my character. Oh, I was trying okay. to think of the women. Oh, Rebecca Ferguson's in it. Yes, Rebecca Ferguson is in it. Uh, anyway, we're excited about yeah, it. So we're, we're gonna talk to about say. that. It's it should be a better movie than Space Jam, hopefully. A new legacy. Yeah. So that'll be the next episode of the Silver Screen Podcast. Until next time, we'd like to thank the Academy.